I don't know. There's there's a lot going on on that record. I feel like it's under. Pretty fucking glad that I'm not you. I bet you, like, as he sings that live too, he puts his fingers in, I'm not you, and then points at the guardians, right? <laughs> Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is uh, yeah. this is the this weekly is music podcast. podcast. This is your favorite, favorite podcast, podcast that you're listening to. Yeah. Because we get into a different album every, every week. single week. My name is Tyler. On the other end is Jeff. Oh. We're hanging out in the same room for once in our life. Uh, we're doing the pod together instead of over Skype, over 360 miles away from one another. And... Um, this, yeah, this is Asinine Radio. Go, go to iTunes. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Now, Jeff, what do we have going Whoa. on today? What do we have going on today? What's, what are we talking about today? We are talking about possibly the greatest Orange County punk band of all time. <laughs> Guttermouth. Fucking debatable. Don't say that name of the album because we're doing the rankings first. I, I would never. You almost did. I, I did. I, I, I was going to. You almost fucked it up. I was going to. But yeah, I, I, that's why I said arguably. Did I not say arguably? You did, but yeah, you can't even say that. Arguably the greatest Orange County punk band that has ever been. And we are talking about Guttermouth. But first, we are going to get into the rankings because I've been dying to know Tyler's <laughs> shitty rankings of the Guttermouth <laughs> albums. Of their nine albums. This does not include their EPs and this does not include the live albums or the whole enchilada. So what do we got? We're going to go from worst to best. Worst to best. And I will say, there's not a bad Guttermouth album. No. Much there's like the Vandals. Much like the Vandals, yes. There's no Guttermouth album that I would rate anything less than a 1.75. There you go. I'm with you on that. Nothing I would rate lower than a 1.75. Some albums I probably I might not go back to unless I listen to their entire discography. And I would still enjoy myself. Okay. So what do we have for number nine? Go with it, Jeff. Number nine... I have to put here because the album as a whole is not very good, but there are like three or four songs on here that I love, mm-hmm. and that is Gusto. Really? That is that is number nine for Man, me. That is their worst earlier. album. Even though I saw, I still like, I still like this album. A lot of songs in here, like the three or four, I think are fantastic, but it just kind of be it, it becomes muddled in its in its sort of pop, in its popness. Okay, and the sarcasm in here is kind of lost in that, and I think that it uh, it loses value in that. And Guttermouth is known for its sarcasm, but there's still some strong melodies, like the chorus and "Pee in the Shower." You've always loved that song. That just the chorus is so good. The whole <laughs> "Not me, not me," that part <laughs> I think is so good. But my favorite song on it is probably Gusto. I love like the country sound that it's got going on. The twang yeah. I think is great. Mark's vocals are lazy. But silly, yes. But my favorite line on this 
and possibly like my top three or four favorite Mark lines is like is, out of any any song. Uh, any song is me says fuck this shit. I'm doing it. I'm pulling down my pants. <laughs> and he's going for the gusto. Wow. Because if you ever seen the the gutter mouths, if you ever seen the gutter mouths live, mouths, gutter mouths, he uses his pants down a lot. He pulls his pants down quite a bit. Yeah, I guess so. Because he always wears these like like almost like drawstring like sweats. But there's <laughs> you know what I mean. And he like, yeah. he shows his butt a lot. There's a lot okay. of butts. A lot of butts. A lot of butts. So fuck this shit. I'm doing it. I'm pulling down my pants. Okay. So. Gusto or Gusto? I like to say Gusto. He says Gusto in the song Gusto. I'm going for the Gusto. Yeah. So that's your number nine. My number nine is Gorgeous. Uh, what? Yeah, Gorgeous is my my least favorite. You're fucking nuts. I don't know, man. It, it's just it's You're a lot. Of, it's a lot of the same of of that very You're short amount of time. I try. I mean, I like all the songs on the record for most of the songs on the record, but. Nothing really stands out except for maybe the song uh, "Diamond Studded Yes, Bumblebee. that's my favorite that's, one too. That's a really good song, and the title is great, absolutely great. But other than that, the, the album is just it's good. Just there's there's a lot better here. I so like Tyler earlier this week texted that he likes Gusto more than he thought he would. Yes, and so I'm re- like the only reason why I, I want to do these rankings so bad is because I want to see where two <laughs> things fit. I want to see where Covered with Ants fit, which is uh-huh. another album. And then I also want to see where Gusto fits, because I feel like Gusto is going to be like your top four. Eh, we'll and, and I'm worried, because it's not that great. <laughs> okay, number eight for me uh-huh. is Terry Yakamoto. Okay. Terry Yakamoto. Um, Why is this? Because the, is the whole album is just like a No Effects ripoff album. I could see that. I could see that. The yeah. entire album sounds like No Effects. I feel like at this point, the band was trying to be was trying to emulate that sound. What they did, it sounded fine, but there was too much stuff borrowed and I just didn't care for it too much. But I like this song, Lockdown. Uh, a lot of changes, a lot of different things going on, but still, it's, it just sounded like no effects. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, like similarly to theme from a no effects album, how that song kind of goes from a really saw, like a slow kind of like polka into a fast punk rock song. Mm-hmm. That's what that song reminded me of like. Okay. That's my also my number eight, Terry Yakamoto. It's um, it's good. It's just it, it to me. I I throw it in there with gorgeous. It's just it. It's a gutter mouth album that doesn't have anything that stands out. There's nothing different. There's nothing poppy. There's nothing raw. There's nothing just cool. Really cool about it, you know. So that's Terry Yakamoto, and my favorite song is Whiskey on this one. Whiskey, whiskey's the best one. On okay. Nine, eight, seven. Got, seven. Number seven. seven. Do you not? Do you not? You know. No, I do yours? bullets. Do you know why I do bullets? Bullets and octane. Because words are like bullets. Words are like bullets. Yes, this is words true. are like bullets. Um, so the full length LP that is my number seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, also formerly known as as full length. This is definitely a debut album from a band like this. Like you can clearly tell. It, 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 had you not had you not ever heard Guttermouth and you played these nine songs. Or these nine albums in out of out of order, you could tell this was their debut album. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad album. It's not, but it's, it's not. just it's just it's it's not. It's it's just your typical it's like not. punk album from a band that would have released a punk album in like the late eighties, early nineties. That's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. My favorite song is Toilet. <laughs> 
This song is what we love about Guttermouth. It's, it's fast guitar, fast these, drums. These names, these song titles are, are great. <laughs> Dumb lyrics with an, with an obscenely catchy like chorus. Toilet. Also, it's fun to hear like the origins of Mark's storytelling technique in the song <laughs> of like one, two, three, slam. Yeah. Like he's really good at telling stories, right? Yeah. Which we'll get into later on. But like, that's what he does best. He's good at just telling a fucked up, weird, stupid, story. obscene story. Yeah, he is. All right, my number seven is also the album formerly known as Full. Damn, Selfie. Gina. Yeah, it's I. I agree with you on you know you could tell this is a debut album. There's like twenty or twenty one songs. It's a long it's a long album with short songs, and um, my number one here is one two three slam. It's the best song. It's the only song off this album that I'll put on a playlist, except Veggie Side. Is Veggie Side on this or is that Friendly People? I think it's Friendly People. Okay, well. One two three slam is the one song I'll take off of this album and I'll put it on a playlist. And uh, yeah, it's solid. It, it it's a solid song. Okay, but um, yeah, I, I agree with you. Everything else regarding this album, we're we're pretty close here. I'm surprised at how close we, we are. We are pretty close here. Yeah. Uh, nine eight seven six number six for me is gorgeous. Why is that so high? Gorgeous, gorgeous. Uh, this because it was really fun. I had a good time with it. It was really poppy. It had great melodies. It may be a little too poppy, but there was still some amazing shiz on here. Mm. And I agree with you. Diamond Studded Bumblebee. I think that was song is so fucking dumb. And the way he sings that goofy, pompous, old lady queen style. My <laughs> home, <laughs> Diamond Studded Bumblebee. Like that. Oh, God, it's so good. And the cover art. It's disgusting. It's yeah. fucking repulsive. <laughs> it's so nasty. Just some guy like squeezing his nipple. It's just, it's just gross. Yeah. Because men are repugnant and disgusting. Exactly. That's what you say. Uh, uh, six. Number six for me. This is where you're going to start to get mad. Friendly People. Whoa! Is number six for me. Whoa! I think it's a great record. Uh, and But it, you could tell it's just, it's a band in their early stages. And they're just like strictly snot-nosed punkers singing about, you know, the dumbest fucking shit. Uh, but that, it has its charm, for sure. Uh, my favorite song, though, on this is Asshole. Asshole is by far Fuck the catchiest you, song. Asshole. And uh, that and Veggie Side is really good, too. Um, but yeah, no, Asshole is the best one. And that's where that's where Friendly People is, number six for me. So what do you got for number five? Number five. Number five for me is Eat Your Face. Uh, Gutter Mouth is at their best. Right, Get About is at their best when they are making music like this on Eat Your Face. Okay. However, the only reason why this is so low is just because it's not quite punk enough for me. There's, no, there's not enough punk here for me. There's just not. As opposed to the other albums <clears throat> that I'm going... I mean, I'm, there's one, two, three, four. There's four albums ahead of this that are more punk than this. More than Eat Your Face? Yes. Huh. Yeah, for sure. Huh. For sure. Huh. But um, obviously my favorite song on this is going to be Hot Dog to the Head. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear what I just said? <laughs> <laughs> Wiener to the face. Puts you right in your place. <laughs> what is that noise? It's somebody outside oh yelling. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to like focus on so many things. You're looking at your phone. You're focusing on I, one thing. But then I'm hearing you talk. Then I'm hearing something like, oh, it's somebody barfing. Is he barfing? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, okay, so that I can't believe that's your number five. Uh, number five for me 
Here we go. God damn, I'm going to fucking throw my mic at you Here right we now. go. It's Gusto. Gusto uh, or Gusto. Whatever so you want to say. I Hey, man, I was surprised It's too. so bizarre. Gusto was never an album I, I was really into. I never really went back to very often. Guttermouth was in one of those bands too where whenever I go listen to them, I'll listen to like maybe three or four of their records and then that's it. I, I just, I, I have my fill after like one or two albums, you know? But I only go back to the same ones. But Gusto surprised me. It, I was a little thrown out by the by the first song, the acoustic kind of thing. Oh, the like, campfire, campfire girl ni- number uh, number forty-seven thousand. Yeah. yeah, whatever it is. And but then it like it picks up and it has like some good sarcasm. It it, it picks up in like all the right places. Okay, and uh, that's kind of why I was I was pleasantly surprised by it. And then the last song was at Lemonhead or Lemon Party. Oh, not Lemon, lemon party. Water. Lemon Water. Yeah. Dude, it was. I was laughing so fucking hard. It was. But he's telling a story. That's he's telling when he's a story. At his but best. It was. It was so sarcastic, and it was just. It's him, so true. It is very fucking true what he was saying, and it, I fucking loved it. But my favorite song off of it is the first song, "Campfire Girl," number sixty-two. Oh damn! I thought that was. I was thrown off at first, but it, for some reason, it really caught my attention, and it kind of reminded me a little bit of like the Bouncing Souls a little bit, and I felt like this is like the only true time that. The band has ever matured, like in a in a sincere way. Was this record? Like they, it seemed like they, they hated it too. They, they, I know. Mark fucking hates this album. I yeah, it, and it's weird because I think it's the same producer as Covered with Ants. Yeah, because it was it was the album that came out right after. Totally Covered different albums. Very very different. And yeah, I I don't know. I I I wouldn't want them to continue to do this style of music, but it was good for for that, you know. So yeah, that, it's Gusto number five. So what okay. do you got for number four? Uh, do you like the chorus to "Pee in the Shower"? Yeah, it's funny. The not me thing, but not it, me. It wasn't me. Every time I hear it, though, I think of you because you've all for not years me. and years. As long as I've known you, you've always <laughs> sung that stupid fucking. Not thing. me. Okay, so number four for me is "Shave the Planet." Hmm. 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 Number four for me is "Shave the Planet." This is just uh, it's more sarcasm with incredibly offensive lyrics. It's still not quite punk enough to top the other three that I have here. Okay. But Weird, it's but okay. a damn fine album. It's like it's 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 tough because these top four for me, uh, they went back and forth. One of them, like it was oddly crept up there into my top three. And I don't understand why, but whatever. So like Primate Camp, I think is for sure my favorite song on this, just because of one line. And it's the, it? it's the whole query. It <laughs> queries like a question, not a man in pink tight jeans. <laughs> and it's just so, it's so offensive and it's so fucking disgusting and it's so gross. But when Mark says this kind of stuff, I just, I can't help but just laugh. I can't help but just have a great time. Similarly to like David Tell. When David it's Tell like says very the very offensive thing. I, just, yeah. I think it's so funny. A query is like a question. Be- I think it's. I think it's genes. because the, his voice is so goofy that you can't really take it seriously. And because he's good, like we've seen Guttermouth multiple yeah. times. We've we've been close enough. I don't think we've interacted personally with Guttermouth. No, but we've interacted on in in a capacity where the band has mentioned us as fans in the crowd. Remember Irvine yeah, Spectrum? Yeah, Spectrum, yeah. Where they've singled us out because of like one person in our group. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we feel like we have this kind of, like, connection. And Irvine Spectrum, that show in particular, right? So Irvine Spectrum is notorious for just being, like, a very 
upper middle class to upper class city. Yeah. And they don't allow, they don't allow any riffraff. And so the first and probably only time Guttermouth has ever played there. <laughs> Never mind, yeah. Mark Atkins said that he's not allowed to say words like fuck, shit, damn, <laughs> bitch. And like this is what he was saying. Yeah. He said he's not allowed to say these words. So he won't say fuck, shit, damn, bitch. And then that was the second time he's already said it in that show. <laughs> yeah. And so for the rest of the show, every time he was supposed to say those words, he would he would replace it by like with with like fluff or yeah, some, like some stupid, really stupid fucking yeah. word. But how do you, he already said it though in the beginning of the show? I know. He's <laughs> he's he's light years. He's light he years is. beyond. Like he's, the whole meme of I think he's this a dude's lot. living in like three thousand. Like he's light years beyond us. I, I I don't agree with some of the things he says. Yeah, I know, but he does have a way with words, and I feel like he's a lot smarter than people give him credit for. I think he is kind of crazy and out of his mind, but he is also smarter than people give him credit for. Do you think he's like, he's like the more crude, unsophisticated version of like Jimmy Pop? Yes, Jimmy Pop has more tact. He's he's he has more, more graceful. Tact, yeah. Exactly, exactly. He's a better lyricist than Mark. Yes, Mark will just go out and just just say things without even. <laughs> but see, and he I, gets I would, beat I would up say, for it. He gets would, his ass kicked did, for he it. He does, and no. he doesn't care. Yeah, it's true. He's had his ass kicked many, many times. At his, his own shows, at his own before shows, yeah. and after. His ass has been whooped at his own shows. But he does not care. He does not care because I don't know why he doesn't care. I don't know why either. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe I'm give, giving him the benefit of the doubt. I don't know. But Guttermouth shows are fun. And we'll get more into it. I mean, we'll get more into Guttermouth as a whole when we get into the album of the week. But uh, my number four, we're on four, right? Yeah. Four is uh, covered with ants for me. Um, it, honestly, going back, I mean, I've always liked this album. This is the first album by the band I ever heard uh, because of Punkarama. And uh, I just, it's gone down for me this, this last week. I don't know why. There's just something about it. But we'll get more into it. Uh, yeah, so we'll get yeah, into it. That's cover, that's number four for me, Cover With Ants. Okay. Number three for me is Cover With Ants. Okay. I am assume some of the same reasons, but... Yeah, we'll get into it. Okay. So what do you got for number... Oh, number three for me? This one's really hard. Three and two are really, really hard for me because... They you have const- Shave Your Planet left, you have Musical Monkey left, and you have Eat Your Face left. Correct. So this one has been very difficult for me, and they've constantly gone back and forth. Oh, it's getting musical monkey, isn't it? But number three for me is Shave the Planet. Oh, thank God. Like, it, musical, I mean, those two go, I mean, it just goes back and forth. And, yeah, Shave the Planet, number three, It's it was their last proper record they put out. They kind of had some of, like, the classic lineup come back and record the record. I think it's, like, only 30 minutes. It's It's a short record, and it's, like, I think this might be the most like lyrically and musically. But I feel like Shave the Planet is the... the <laughs> There's always one more. <laughs> it is the one album that it's like, it's probably their most punk album lyrically and musically because it just kind of, it goes against the grain. Not all the songs are very conventional songs and lyrically it's just, it can be wildly offensive at times. And this is in 2006, so like cancel culture hadn't started yet. All that hadn't started, but uh, but yeah, my favorite song on here, not because of the beginning of the song, but the song as a whole, because it's such a mess of a song, is Flaccidism. Mm-hmm. That is my favorite song. You know you like, you know you enjoy it's that not the beginning offensive that, nature. 
But it's not the beginning. That's not the reason why I like the song. The reason why I like the song is because it sounds like a drunken mess. Okay. Like the it, well, it, it totally the is. Ban- the band is, is out of his mind. The band Again, are out of their minds, especially Mark. Nobody does like the finger to the mouth thing. Like nobody does that. Nobody touches their mouth like that, right? Even as a child, like how many times have you done that in your entire life? Like once, maybe twice. I know. This is a thirty-five-year-old man that did this. <laughs> And made a fantastic song around that. Yes, but yeah, that's that's shave the planet. Damn, that's, a good, that's a good. Song. But the, just how the, you could see the decline of his state through the like minute and forty seconds of this song, when he's just like talking, he's like, <laughs> the dictionary doesn't have to take pills to get an erection because his first name his first is Dick. Dick. Dictionary. <laughs> it's like it makes no fucking sense. But I, I just, it, it was almost like this album was like where Mark was just told to go into the vocal booth and just start singing or just start talking and we'll write music around that. Yeah, I can That's see kinda, that. There are certain parts of this album that are like that, especially the flaccidism song. Like that end part is, seems like Mark just ranting. Like at, like at the end, like maybe he was trying to sing another song or he was singing another song and it was just kind of him ranting after and they thought, oh, this is kind of funny. Let's write a song around it, and that's what they did. That's what flaccidism is. You know, maybe it's a Mark thing, but like, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. Number three for me. Go to. Number three for me is uh, Covered with Ants. Wait, Cover with Ants was three for you. Are we on two? We're on two. Oh, okay. Number two for me. I dropped my church key. I know. Number two for me is Friendly People. Why? How is that so fucking high? I know. I don't know. It was I. I really, really liked this. I really enjoyed this. I was really looking forward to a lot of like sarcastic, kind of melodic stuff from like Musical Monkey and Covered with Ants and like Gusto and everything else. But like this one, Mark really steps it up on his gutter mouth. On this one, mm-hmm. there's a lot of um, problematic steps things, <laughs> and you can tell the kind of the direction the band is going in on this one. Because this album itself kind of gets raunchier and raunchier the longer the album itself goes on. But uh, PC, there's so many problematic, if I'm going to use that in air quotations, there's so many problematic things in the song. But damn, that shit is funny. If you want to be offended, you look at this song. It is an offensive song for sure. Yeah, this is so good. It's just like the perfect (laughs) blend of actual punk music. With what we want to hear in Guttermouth. Yes. But there's one album better. I know. I mean, I know what your number one is going to be. I know what your number one is. It, I mean, you're so damn predictable. So are you. Is. Go ahead. Give me your number two. Tell me your number two is Musical Monkey. Go ahead. Number two is Musical Monkey? Yeah. yeah. I know. Fucking great album, man. I know. It's so good. I love that album. Um, it's it's their, one of their, almost their, song-wise, it's satirically their best uh, like they're most like tactful, I guess you could say, like because you used that word earlier with Jimmy Pop. Tactfully, it's their it is their best. Uh, it has some great moments on it, but "Do the Hustle" gets me every time. <laughs> "Do the Hustle" is um, just the way the song kind of builds a little bit in the beginning. It's fast. Uh, there are parts and lyrically that are wouldn't really fly nowadays, but w- in 1996 when the album came out, that's how people were talking, man. Yes. I mean, that's just how it was. Yes. Can't really change it. I mean, I know words are like bullets, but... Words are like bullets. There you go. 
Musical Monkey is my number two. What do you got for number one? My number one is Musical Monkey. That's your number two. That's my number one. I think this is a perfect combination of actual punk music and sarcasm, but adding a little bit of melody, which is what friendly people kind of lacked, was the melody part. Yeah. But everything else Guttermouth has done has always had two of the three. Okay. It was either punk, sarcastic, or melodic. But this is the only album that's had all three. And this is a true punk album. Even the song, which is my new favorite song, What If, the whole thing about the the guy from the B-52s auditioning to become the new singer from The Doors. That's a good one. That's a good one. Ah, ah, love me two times. That one, I just, I, it's great. I laugh. Like I actually laugh. Like I don't have. How often do you have like a good time listening to music? <laughs> Maybe like the Bloodhound Gang. Like that's it, right? Yeah, it's true. Like when do you ever have like a good time just listening to music and realize that you're 15 songs deep, 30 minutes later, and it's it's, it's been like five minutes. It's <laughs> been like true. five minutes. It's a fun trip. It's a fun trip for sure. But Do the Hustle was the first gutter mouth song I ever heard. I was at camp, and I remember I remember distinctively too. I remember what cabin I was in. I remember my leader. And he played that song, and it was like, hey, how did everybody get in my room? And I remember <laughs> that was like our theme song for the week, that entire song. And, you know, being like the cool little, like, fucking eight-year-olds we were, yeah, we got to cuss because we were singing along to the song or yeah. whatever it was, whenever it came out. I think it was like, I think it was like, no, I was like nine or ten. It seemed about like 97, right? 96, Yeah, something like that. We were born in 87. So we were 10. Oh, yeah, 10. So I, was like 10. 10. I was like 10. I was like 10. 10 yeah. Math is difficult. I have a calculator over here. By the way, that's fine. Yeah, so like that was the first time I ever heard Gutter Mouth, and I just, man, this album is this album is fantastic. Everything it about is. it is fantastic. Even their their venture into pop punk in this album, the Perfect World song, mm-hmm. which is probably their most like pop punk song they've done on this album. Yeah, on this album, yeah. That's still like straight up punk. It's fun. It is. And the corpse rotting in hell. Oh, I love that. That just the disgusting, like goofy. I'm going to make fun of everybody else that's doing music <laughs> like this at the time. Mark Atkins just gives zero fucks. He doesn't care really who he offends. Does not. He will burn every fucking bridge if he has the chance. <laughs> he will burn that's every great. bridge. That's just how he is. And we'll talk about that more once we get into the album of the week. Because we're going to kind of compare Guttermouth with another iconic Orange County punk band. Because it is Orange County season and that's the Vandals. So we'll we'll make some of the comparisons. I thought we weren't doing the Vandals v. Guttermouth. Well, we're not going to do a, an episode where we're going to do both albums in one. Well, we can discuss it a little bit. Well, we didn't compare them in the first Vandals. Well, because we got so... It's different because when we oh it's we, different because when we just, oh it's because different. when we did the Vandals record it's when we did the Vandals record there was okay. more to talk about with okay. each individual band member. It's a lot harder to do that with Guttermouth. Come on, it's true. There there is only Mark Atkins and a little bit of Ty that we can talk about. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so guys, what, what, my why, number why one. Why is Shade the Planet your your favorite album? What? That's your favorite album. Shade no, the Planet. You you haven't said that one yet. Yes, I did. That was my number three. Your face is your. Your face is my favorite. Face, okay, yeah. Your face is my favorite. My favorite gutter mouth record. Okay. I think this is the first record with. No, it wasn't the first record with Ty Smith. It was the last record with Ty Smith. Which one was Shade the Planet? Three, four. What? For you, which one was Shade the Planet? Three. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, your face is my favorite. I what I what I kind of enjoy is that they have these like weird interludes before and after the song. Of them just kind of like fucking around in the studio, but none of them are really that funny. 
so it kind of gives it like this awkwardness, which I, I appreciate because they thought that they were being funny, but they're not. But knowing who they are, I, I enjoyed it more. I don't know. It was It's really weird. I think some of the songs are some of the best songs that they've written. And the song, the second DUI, it's not my favorite <laughs> song. It's not my favorite song on the record, but the way it starts out, it starts out with Ty, the drummer, getting stuck at the bus station because he got a second DUI. So he can't drive. So he's at the bus station. He calls Mark, leaves a voicemail for him or a, a message on his answering machine and says, you know, he's just bitching about the bus and how it's so inconvenient and how can, how can people do this every day? And it's just him just ranting about it. And I just love it. It's great. But my favorite song on here is Surf's Up Asshole. That, that's, it's great. It, it's so fucking catchy. The, the songs are very, very catchy, but they're still abrasive and kind of gross sounding. And the production on it is still kind of weird. And you know who did produce this record? Oh, why don't tell me it's John. I don't know. You, you always say like you know. Did I could be it. wrong. I'm going to double check right now, actually. But I'm pre. I'm like I'm, I'm like 99 sure. The guy who produced this record was is uh, the bass player from Bullets Nocturne, Brent Clausen. Oh, I'm pretty positive it's him. 99 hmm. sure, but I'm going to double check. But yeah, so it's he, a good album. Like it like, is. like one of the most iconic things for me too is about the is, is the cover art for this album. I like the cover art. Disgusting. Too. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. It's like a, yeah, it's like a like a weird creature, like a wax, like a melting wax man. Yeah, it is. It is kind of bizarre. It's disgusting. Yeah, good album. Okay, that I thought Shave Your Plant. Uh, you already said it earlier, but I guess it wasn't. I wasn't paying attention. No, of course you weren't. Yeah, not really. You never. You never. No, nope, I don't. Your, that's fine. Yeah. So if you haven't if you haven't uh, figured that out yet, idiot, then the album of the week is <laughs> is covered with ants. <laughs> fucking idiot She likes to read I like TV She's checking out my good friend Steve She likes a beer I like a shot Her parents think I'm so hot She likes the boys in the She likes to walk She caught me jacking in my sock I like to drink She likes to dance I'm drunk again I'm come on pants She likes the boys in the Guttermouth formed in 1988 in Huntington Beach, California by Mark Adkins on vocals, Scott Sheldon on guitar, Eric Davis on guitar, Clint Weinrich on bass, and James Nunn on drums. They currently have 10 albums, 6 EPs, and 1 live album. Or maybe 9 albums. They have 9 albums. I'm wrong. Uh, Covered with Ants is the band's 6th album 
and it was released August, uh, April 10th, 2001. It features Mark Adkins on vocals, Scott Sheldon and Eric Davis on guitar, James Nunn on bass, and Ty Smith on drums. And it was also their first record on Epitaph Records. So there you go. Some backstory on Gunner. So what are your what are your initial initial thoughts, I guess you could say, on mm. this album covered with ants mm. by Gutter Mouth? What do you got, Jeff? My I mean, again, my my first introduction to Gutter Mouth was Do the Hustle from Musical Monkey. I did not hear this album until Are you reading something? It sounds like you're reading something and looks like you're reading something. No, I'm I'm just like looking at my notes here. I don't you're know, reading, I it you're you. reading notes verbatim. Well, I'm, I, after this, I'm no, I'm listen, <laughs> shithead. I'm not reading my notes <laughs> verbatim, okay? That's not why I have such a high word count on my notes. I'm looking at what I should talk about <laughs> first. Which which other band member besides the top four that I should talk about first? That's, right. that's okay. I'll, is this better? Do you want me to stare at you? Want me to stare at you? If you want to stare at me, you can stare at me. That's fine. My I first won't. introduction to Guttermouth was Do the Hustle from Camp, and I didn't hear this. <laughs> what song was it from 2001 Pokorama? Secure Hera- No, Can I Borrow Some Ambition? Can I Borrow Some Ambition? Yeah, yeah. So that I heard that song. I was like, oh, wow, this song is really cool. Like, who is this? It's Guttermouth. Oh, this is the same fucking band that did Do the Hustle. Yes. So that that was kind of like my introduction to my foundation of Guttermouth. From there, I went on to download most of the stuff legally from Napster. And other thing, Kazaa and stuff like that, and um, yeah, this was this was like the the one two punch for me for Guttermouth was Musical Monty, Musical Mon- Monty, Mon- Musical Monty, Munson, Woo! Musical Monkey, and Covered with Ants was the one two punch for me, and um, I think I think besides Can I Borrow Some Ambition, um, I think the the Secure Horizons or was probably like my favorite song at the time. I think Secure Horizons was also on a Punkarama. I think I think Punkarama Six had Can I Borrow Some Ambition, but then Punkarama Punkarama Five had like a demo version of Secure Horizons, right? I think. I don't think so. I think it. I think it did. There's no way. Gutter Mark Mark Atkins would never allow that. I, we'll fact check. That's it. too mainstream. But I'm pretty Tony sure. Tony Reale. How is that too mainstream? It. That's too. Mark Atkins is not mainstream. How? But wait. How is having a demo song ma- on a comp? Because you can't have two two of the same. No. What? You can't have two songs from the same album on two different comps from prior from different years. But the because the comps, that's mainstream. But the comps probably came out within the same year. Mm, no, that's that's. Uh, well, no. they probably no. Punkaramas were like consistent like once a year. I don't think so, man. I think you're just time is different when you're a kid, and yeah, I just <laughs> anyway. See that w- that was my first introduction with the, with this band was was uh, musical monkey. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. But <laughs> my new my new favorite. I, I think my new favorite song is is probably gonna be uh, I'm destroying the world or chug a lug night. Um, but also, I love. I don't know, man. Like I. Like honestly, every single song on this album I think is fan fucking tastic. Yeah. Except for the reason why I didn't rate this so high was because of songs like I Won't See You in the Pit. Even though Wait, you don't like that song? Even though I think it's a really solid like punk song and I think it's really good. Yeah. I just it was okay. It was okay in the context of the song. 
I think I think looking good is all that matters. I think it was funny. Great song. I think that song was okay. I thought you liked that song a lot. What's I, going I just, on with you? I just like saying looking good is all that matters, and then like why? That, that's <laughs> all. That's all we should focus on in society is, is looking good, right? That's what Mark yeah. thinks. But um, other than that, I think every song on here is fantastic. Amen. I think I think I think that's life leading into Can I Borrow Some Ambition is absolutely fantastic. The mm. intro to That's Life where it starts off really mellow, really kind of like the the low end of the guitar where you put that little fucking switch down. Yeah. I think it's really cool. And then the dance. Oh, that's I think it's so good. That part's I think really I think good. it's just a really fantastic way to start off the album. Yeah. And then like all the way up until like the last out al- the last song, cramming up your ass. How that song <laughs> just like song. slowly ends. It yeah. goes into like what what I originally thought was Mark or somebody just kind of fucking around the piano, yeah, playing that hook, that cramming it up your ass part, mm-hmm. which is doing a little like noodling, yeah. But I found out that's not Mark what is at that, all. Do you, want me, do you want me to tell you who that is? Might as well. We oh, can yeah, talk okay. about it right now. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like whistling too because I also got I also got some info for you as well. So the 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 organ on that song is is Chris Colonier. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Probably I have not. not. He's he's in a he's in a current band called the Brethren. No. They're just like a there's like a Scott like a third wave Scott band kind of. They're really cool though. I I dig them a lot. But he also played for an OC super group we talked about in this pod before called the Forces of Evil. Yes, we've talked about them. The yeah, third wave Scott. Yes, he played trombone um, for Forces of Evil. Fun fact about Forces of Evil too. When I was looking up Forces of Evil more so this week than I have the previous weeks, but their first show ever was at Chain Reaction. Like the Mars Volta, ever, 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 and they asked Chain Reaction, "Hey, just keep it, keep it quiet. Don't tell nobody. We're gonna play this show. We're only gonna invite family and friends. Don't say nothing." Okay. What does Chain Reaction do? They leak it. <laughs> Thousands of people showed up to Chain Reaction. Of course, nobody got in. Yeah. And it was just a complete Holds shit like show. Like two hundred people. Complete shit show. But yeah, so the guy that played uh, organ on this, the one of many really. Well, I, I should say well-known, but fairly well-known artist featured on this album, Chris Colonier, organ, oh, yeah, I had no idea. slash trombone player. All right, well, I do want to get into my first impressions real quick, but I do also want to talk about... Well, I, I'll get into my first impression. First. Do both. Do both of them. <laughs> my first impression. Uh, I got into this. The first song I ever heard was Can I Borrow Some Ambition? Punkorama 6. That was my initial thing. I love the fucking song. Went out and got this record within weeks of getting that comp thought it was great and then i got punkorama number five and i heard the song that i had already heard on covered with ants and i'm like is this the same song so i looked and i double checked did you fact check it right now i did just fact check it right now it's the same song so punkorama five came out before punkorama six right i mean it makes sense right it would make sense it makes sense that's what happens so with the way numbers work and um, so, so yeah, they actually recorded uh, Secure Horizons. They recorded it, put it on Punkorama number five. Then it was successful. So then they re-recorded that song, and re- that re-recorded version is on Covered with Ants. That's disgusting. So there you go. It is. I win. Gross. You lose. I'm the best. You're the worst. So Punkorama five was released in June of two thousand. Mm-hmm. While Punkorama Six was released in June of two thousand one, a year apart. 
Okay, there you go. So yeah, they come out once a year. Well, maybe they at came that, out once. Maybe a year. those two came out within a year apart, but maybe the other ones came out every six months. I don't know. Still, that's, that's that is that is disgusting. I, I, Why does I that find gross that you gross. Out so much? I just find that gross. Because like this whole um, this entire podcast, I don't know if you've noticed, but whenever bands re-release a song onto the next album, yeah. which is why I always I always rank Cheshi so low, uh-huh. because it's it's a polished Buddha. Okay, I don't like when bands re-release songs onto the next album because does it does it write new songs? Does it reduce the value of the original version that it, was recorded? It not only reduces the value of the original recording of the song. But it also makes it so that the new recording is just like a it's just like the shitty little brother. But see, you know, my my rebuttal to that is that you made no complaints about the bullets and octane re-recording Save Me Sorrow. But I did mention it. You I mentioned say it. it. I did you say mentioned that. it, but it didn't diminish diminish the value of the original version of Save Me Sorrow. And it also didn't make you talk shit about the re-recorded version of Save Me Sorrow. But I, I can't name any... But that's like one of the reasons why I never like really got that into Bullets after the revelry was because of the fact oh, that they one song? it. Yes. One song out of 12 songs. It's just songs. like, dude, if you guys are just going to do a Greatest Hits album on your second it's one album... song. On your second album... It's one song. Let me know. One let song. me know. One song. Hey, man. One song leads to two. Two leads to four. Four leads to six. Six wow, leads to fourteen. Man. I thought you said math was hard. Math is hard. You're getting hard. through it. You're getting through in a pretty. You're Listen, getting words are like fuck. bullets. Okay, words are like bullets. Um, so, <laughs> what else you got here? We what? got any stinkers here? That's what I want to know. No, no stinkers. Okay, I agree. No stinkers. I, I think this album is fantastic. Let's go with our uh, with our bangers here. What We're going down the list. That's life banger. Brosman ambition banger. So here horizons. I think it's funny. I think it's witty. I don't think it's a banger though. Okay, I could be in the in the minority here. You're She's got the look. I don't think it's a banger. Looking at all matters, not a banger. Destroying the word, banger. Chug look, banger. And then what you like about me and that once you in the pit, I think they're okay. I know I, you only like I, I won't see I, in the pit just because it's so punk. It's it so is. It's, it's the most punk song on this entire record. But it's it's okay. Like I've heard Guttermouth do better. Yeah. It's okay. Oh, of course and then, they've done better, but we're talking about the context within the context of this album. Had Guttermouth never released any albums ever, then maybe I would I would think oh, that song is legit. Oh, you would fucking legit. love that song. Probably. Don't bullshit me. But it's like, oh, that's a really cool punk Guttermouth song. And I'd be like, oh, well, actually, they um, if you've ever heard Funny People, if you've ever heard this, like that's really much that's a lot better. <laughs> but then Black and Fortresses and clam, cramming up, clam, climbing up your ass. Wow, you you had a hard time getting that one out. Are both bangers. Are they? And then Black and Forces too. Like when I was reading lyrics, I don't. Does does he say we run with a knife or we run with the night? I always thought it was we run with the knife until this week when it I read the lyrics as we we run with the night. But those aren't official lyrics. Though. Not, they're they not. They're not by Marsha Adkins. You know what I mean? So like, what is it? We run with the knife. It sounds like knife, but according to the lyrics, it's knife. Because knife makes more sense because it's dumb. Oh, right? Yeah. True. We run with a knife. Everybody knows we, we run, run with, with a knife. knife. Like, that's that's dumb gutter mouth black status. Black horses, black and horses. <laughs> none, of this, none of it makes any fucking sense. It's so True. stupid. But we run with a knife. I don't know. I'm going to go with we run with a knife. Should we, should we play black enforcers? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Black enforcers by gutter mouth. 
Yeah. <laughs> Sounds too good. It's really good. Black Enforcers by Guttermouth. See, in, in when you read the rest of the lyrics to the song, it makes more sense for him to say night True. than the knife. But don't ever discount Mark's ability to be semi-racist in his lyrics. True. Right? True. He's never really been like overly racist. I think in his lyrics. Like what you made the comment earlier, Guttermouth is like the equivalent of John and Ken. When it comes to talk radio. Yeah. Like they, they just, they just like to offend everybody. They're, yes. they, they're equal opportunity offenders. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They, uh, they just don't care who they fuck with. Yes. And like you said earlier too, Mark just doesn't give a shit because he'll just run his mouth and get his ass whooped. And he, and then continue doing and it. And continue the same to night. do it. Yeah. He just, he just likes to make people mad. <laughs> like especially people who are like extra sensitive for like no good reason like if he knows that you're mad for for like a, a shitty reason or a lame reason he's gonna go after you even more than most people just to get under your skin I mean, that's we, just how we, we have we have firsthand knowledge of this where we again we saw them at the irvine spectrum not the only time we've seen them no. but the most notable because it was a more intimate show yes. and we went with the and it friends. was during the day yeah, it's like in the <laughs> afternoon. It was like yeah, two o'clock in the afternoon. Two or three in the afternoon. Yeah, we went with a friend who had a like a, a fairly bright pink hat on. Yes, and Mark kind of noticed the hat and started calling him various words that aren't uh, that aren't socially acceptable anymore. Yes, mind you, this was like in two thousand six. Yeah, two thousand seven when we saw this him? was this was at least a decade yeah. ago for sure. But they, they, yeah, he started calling him a bunch of words and a bunch of names. We just thought it was the funniest thing ever. We're, you know, we're flipping him off, and even, he's spitting even, at the crowd. And then Brian, or oh, should I say his name? Uh, what do you say? First name Brian. 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 Yeah. Friend of the pop. Brian. He thought he was laughing too. He thought it was hilarious. He was having a blast. But do you remember after the show, the bass player showed us his tattoo yeah. that he had? Remember? And it was yeah, he's from your Belinda. Belinda. It said YL in rainbow colors. But it was in yeah, it was in yeah, rainbow, it was rainbow colors. colors. Like, yeah. oh yeah, my parents live off of your Belinda Boulevard. I'm I actually like, know oh. exactly where they live because I, I, a friend of mine or an old friend of mine, her like next door neighbor is his parents. Isn't it fairly off of like Kellogg and Yorbalinda Boulevard? Yeah, and, yeah okay. it's like right there. Yeah. But yeah, that that like Mark has no he he has he has no shame, he has no problem. He, he's like that guy you see in a, in a in a in a sitcom where some girl dates him, she meet she takes him to meet his parents and he starts dropping f bombs and says all these horrible things in front of the parents on the first date. Like he has no shame whatsoever. He fucking does not care at all. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about Guttermouth, and that's what I love about Mark, and that's why I think this is Black Enforcers. They sing, "We Run with a Knife." Yeah, because I think he's trying to. I don't know. I don't know what he's trying to say, but I think we run with a knife is 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 worse than we run with a knife. And you know, kind of what it, what I've always kind of, I wouldn't say admired, but one thing I've kind of in, liked about the band is that they've never tried to incite violence. They've never tried to do any like start any sort of. Well, I take that back because they did try to start a riot once, back in the nineties. But for the most part, they they don't try to like start like like a hate riot or like or anything that's like. If they if they're gonna start a riot, they wanted to do it just to like 
just for fun. Like it's for fun. Like if that makes any sense. Like th- they're not doing it for li- they're not doing it for like political gains or like any or like for a political reason or for being racist or anything. Like it, they just don't care about that. All it seems they care about or Mark cares about is just pissing people off with what he says. Is that what truly punk is? I mean, that's exactly what punk is because punk is just your I you you trying to talk about your ideologies but never actually doing anything about it you just say what you what you want or what you believe in and that's it that's all like you don't ever go further than that like you never protest you never do anything you just say oh you know i'm a believer in this and that's it that's kind of what gutter mouth is or they don't even believe in it they just say whatever the whatever they want which is to whatever the crowd they want that they're going to piss off that is that is like the the true essence of punk is to say what you think Without giving a shit who hears it. Or not it. even just say... But see, Guttermouth take it to that next level. They don't say what they think. They just say what's going to piss off whoever they're with. That's what they do. Like, the, the the best example is when in 2004, 2005... We've talked about this on the pod before because it's one of my favorite things ever. <laughs> they went on to Warp Tour. Halfway through Warp Tour, they got kicked off of Warp Tour because they were saying... They were going against what everyone else was saying because everyone was saying John Kerry should be president. Fuck George Bush. And Mark Hadkin said, no, fuck you guys. I'm pro-Bush. Fuck John Kerry. Fuck the Democratic Party. You guys are all a bunch of pussies. You know, Just going on and on about how idiotic the Democrats are. And then they got kicked off the tour because apparently they weren't getting along with other people on the tour. He so was also specifically off. naming bands on the tour that oh, he absolutely. thought were jokes. But yeah. again... Rightfully so. But again, the one band that was untouchable were the Vandals. True. Untouchable. That's very true. I, I just I, I think that I think that Mark Atkins is a true punker, probably more so than like anybody we've ever seen. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Because he literally does not care at all. Like at the expense of his own health. I mean, he moved to Mexico for a while. Mm-hmm. He went to a Mexican prison for a while. True. He was in, he was there. Hopefully, somebody bails him out. I don't know. He got he eventually did get bailed out. Yeah. But I mean, th- there's so many things about his life that he just doesn't care. He doesn't care about his own well being. All he cares about is gonna be a dick. <laughs> like that's it. Yeah. Like he gets naked frequently on stage. But it. But see that I mean that's the thing too. It's like not a dick to like hurt people. But just a dick, just to be annoying. Like, it's like, it's not, it's like not even like a, it's like not even like, like I said, it's not a violent yeah. thing that he's doing. He's just being annoying as fuck yeah. to some people, you know? And, and another thing, like we, going along with like the true punk thing, like I agree with you, like with the drugs that he's done and the, dr- the massive amounts of alcohol he's consumed and the going to jail and he's just doing weird shit like that or shit like that happening, getting in fights but he doesn't like look like a punker. Like you, you have you ever come across? No, he's him? gross. He, he looks, looks like, like a disgusting Keanu Reeves. He looks like, but like he looks like a, a kind of slightly bloated middle aged dude. Like he doesn't look like a like he doesn't dress in like punker attire. He doesn't look like Fat Mike. No, he doesn't wear like leather jackets or spikes or or fucking Doc Martens. He dresses in shorts, a fucking white t shirt, and just like Vans. You know, like he looks like like your normal fucking guy. But I, yet he's like one of the most punk dudes in the scene. Dude, I've always said that he looks like Keanu Reeves. He just looks like Keanu Reeves, but he's hairy and he's <laughs> ugly and he dresses like shit. Otherwise, he's the he's the Keanu Reeves' disgusting brother. I, I guess, yeah, maybe. 
And I feel like if he heard this, he would be so proud and he would just be so happy. And <laughs> I don't know, man. He's just so sh- he's he's mentally underdeveloped. OK. All right. Well, let's let's play a song because we, we've both talked about this song. Actually, I haven't, but you have it. But this is also one of my favorites. And that's the song. Uh, that's life. That's good mouth and the song, that's life. That's life. It's the opener on this record. I mean, I, I know we've we've been talking a lot about Mark, but I also want to mention like just this album is such a a departure from everything that they've done prior to this and even after this. This is like the most polished thing they've ever done, and it sounds like Mark is singing into like an aluminum trash can. Like his his vocals sound super weird on this like, record. Like like through some type of like it's like a weird filter, yeah. Something, yeah. It doesn't sound natural. On any song on this record, nothing sounds natural. This is like the most metal thing they've done too. Metal. It's the heaviest and it's the least like punk album that they've done. Yes. Both lyrically and musically, I feel like this is the least punk. That's what kind of like threw me off when I was going through all their stuff this week. I'm like, wow, this this album is just like. It's not nearly as good as I remembered it. I still enjoy it, but I, just not as good. I didn't write down the producer, but... The producers are the guitar players. Scott and Eric are the producers on this record. But there's another guy who produced Gusto who also did this one, too. I think he might have engineered it. Maybe. Yeah, because... because I, I specifically remember because the the, t- the two albums that sound very, very different than Guttermouth are this one and Gusto. And, yeah. And, like, the same guy kind of worked on both of them. Maybe maybe he did he did something, like, on the in the background. But everything I read, uh, although I could be wrong, everything I read was that it was Scott and Eric, the two guitar players that produced this one. But even then, I mean, Guttermouth is, like, this, this revolving door of, of musicians. 
But see, they weren't though. Like for most of their their like the first twelve years, this this, this marked the last time one of the original members was was on the out al- was on an Scott, album. I think Scott Scott and Clint. That was it. No, no, Clint wasn't in the band. Clint's not an original. But Clint was in the band for most of their career. Then it was Scott. Like this was the last yeah, one. Scott. After yeah. this, Mark is the only but see, founding member. That's yeah, but it. then but Scott would come back and play on the records. I think it, it was a weird time, like especially during the Shave the Planet era. I think I know Clint came back. I'm pretty sure Clint came back and played bass on Shave the Planet. And then I think at least Scott came came back and played guitar. On Shave the Planet. <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty positive that's what happened. But regardless. Anyway, back to this album. Uh, Let's get into I'm Destroying the World. I don't really give a shit because I feel so goddamn cool. Do you, is that a good song? I love the song. I, for some reason, is that a cover? No, it's not. So for some reason, the longest time I thought it was a cover, and this whole week I've been like, that's a, I know it's a cover. I don't know why I thought it, but I, I dug deep. I was like, I know it's a cover. Who covered it? Who do they cover? What is it? It's not a cover. It's not. But there's two people on that song that f- that are featured on that song that are fairly well known musicians. The banjo player and the, what is the it? The fiddle player. Fiddle, yeah. So the banjo player is the 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 less of the two well known musicians. His name is S- Sasha Laser. Don't know the name. He's a lead guitarist and banjo player for uh, the Mad Caddies. Okay. The Mad Caddies are a really phenomenal like third wave ska kind of punk band. Mm-hmm. But he, he also wrote my favorite Mad Caddy song, American Badass. Beside the point. But also, the fiddle player, his name is Brantley Kearns. Kearns? Like the Kearns Don't. Nectar? Like that delicious drink we all know and love from the 90s? Okay. Um, but he's a well-respected fiddle player. Like a, like in the, the realm of fiddle playing, I guess. Mm-hmm. He's very respected. He's played with this guy named... Uh, Dwight Yoakam? Do you know who that is? Oh, I do know who Dwight Yoakam is, yeah. Do you know the only reason why I know who Dwight Yoakam is is because of the Wedding Crashers? He plays the guy in the oh, very beginning. <laughs> That's the only reason why I know. The dude's like, he's like eight albums. Yeah, I know. He's he's very a well-known like yeah. Western country singer. I my have pa- no idea until Wedding Crashers. Yeah, my parents used to listen Unbelievable. to him. But this fiddle player used to play with him or still plays with him. But he's he's a well-respected fiddle player. It is is basically what I'm getting at here. Okay. And they released a song, uh, "I'm Destroying the World," which I I, just, I don't understand how they got these people to play along with them. The only thing I can think of is they had connections with Epitaph. This is a trash fire. Guttermouth is a tra- <laughs> Guttermouth is a continuously burning trash fire. Am I wrong? Like it's the, you're right, yeah. They are a thirty-year going continuously burning trash fire. It's true, yeah. The only reason why I think that people would want to play with them is that they have like kind of the Vandal syndrome where they've been there for so long that everybody knows their name. Like, oh, you play with Guttermouth? Okay, cool. Like, I know what Guttermouth is. I know their punk music. You know, know what know. you're getting into. Exactly. Yeah. But damn, that song is so fucking good. It is. That song is absolutely phenomenal. It is, absolutely is. It's not even like pop music, it's not punk, it's a little bit country, a little bit rock and roll. <laughs> it's so good. All right. Well, everyone, I'm going to play a little bit, little bit. of, uh, what are we doing? I'm Destroying the World by Gutter Mouth.
right, there you go. There's a I'm destroying the world by gutter mouth. Classic, classic gutter mouth tune right there. He turned that up a little bit in the bent little banjo solo. The banjo solo was cool, man. It was cool. It was rad. Because that, I'm telling you that the the guy who's doing the banjo solo from the Mad Caddies, he's he's so damn good. Yeah. And the Mad Caddies are so damn good. I, I don't think I've ever like actively gone and listened to one of their songs. They so the song "American Badass" only came up By on Kid Rock, right? No, idiot. <sighs> Dude, Tyler, I don't even know who you are. All American Badass, I think. All American Badass, I don't know what it is. But this song only came up in the past like year for me on the playlist, and that's how I got into to the Mad Caddies. And that album that I was on it was called like Rock the something, Rock the Rock boat. the Vote. It was not Rock the Vote. It was Kid Rock. rock. Rock the boat. It was definitely rock not the rock boat. the boat. Rock the boat, kid. Rock. Was it rock the boat? Rock the plank. It was rock the plank. Rock the boat. No, it was rock, rock the plank. That song, All American Badass, was on rock the plank. Fuck face, and it was delicious, nutritious. It was the best song <laughs> on that album, and that's how I got into the Mad Caddies, and that's why this song is great because it features really phenomenal musicians outside of just Gutter Mouth. And this is the first time we've ever heard Gutter Mouth really play with musicians outside of their their range. I would have to agree with you on that one. Right? The first and last, maybe? Have they ever had any kind of like ska influence? They haven't. Well, Veggie Side was a kind of a ska song. But that was like that way was, early Yeah, on. that was way early. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think they've had anybody no. come in and uh, do anything special on Mm-mm. that song. And even this one in particular, like this, this, is, very, this is very toned down Mark. Mm-hmm. Right? This well, the is entire not album is very toned down Mark. There's nothing of really truly offensive that could be taken offensively on this record. It's no. pretty. It's a pretty tame record. It is a pretty tame record. Probably their most tame record. Has Actually, kind of is, huh? It really is. There's nothing on here that could be taken that offensively, except, you know, she likes a kiss. I'd rather fuck. I, I'd rather fuck. I mean, that that might be the most offensive thing on this record. I think even before that, though, she caught me jacking in my sock. I, I guess, maybe. but don't forget that Blink One Eight Two did this very, something very similar to that. Yeah. Huh? Just maybe. Saying. Well, I do want to talk about. There's one one really good song on here too. Which one? Chuck a Leg Night. Oh, that was. Just, yeah, I was talking about that one next. Should we just play it and get into it? That's what? like that's like their no effects bottles to the ground. Oh, it totally is. It's I, so I feel good. Like, but I, but see, that's the thing with this record too. I feel like there are moments on this record or songs on this one that directly kind of. I don't want to say influenced. I feel like kind of ripped off or took to become popular from other bands. And one of them would be Chug Lug Night taking no effects bottles to the ground. But uh, here's here's a little bit of a Chug Lug Night, just in case you don't know. This can take like a minute to get into it. You know what? The the genius with technology is that I could skip forward. Look at that. Just skip like 35 seconds.
there's there's there is there's there's Chugalug Night Bertation <laughs> from Guttermouth. There's <laughs> great song, and you know I, I do want to bring up too because we did do the, the Vandals record prior to this this episode when we want to talk about like lyrics and comparing the two because you have to bring it up because both bands are very sarcastic but I feel like Vandals just do it better lyrically like they're just they're they're more clever it's a little Mark is just more abrasive Vandals are a little more in the vein of Jimmy Pop yeah they're, they're a little more clever about it like you said but they're not as like Mark will just say bad words and and <laughs> bad words. <laughs> Who even says that? Oh, Mark, my kids. Mark will just say words that are that are clearly offensive. But the Vandals will kind of beat around the bush of that word. They'll whole, yeah. they'll write a whole song around, around that specific word. So the whole time you're thinking like, oh, they're talking about X or Y or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Where Guttermouth will just say fucking X and Y. We'll just say it over and over and over and over until you're like, wow, I feel uncomfortable listening to this. <laughs> but both both bands will make you feel uncomfortable. A little bit, yeah. They both do it in such a beautiful way that almost nobody else can do it except for Jimmy Pop. He's the only other person that makes me feel uncomfortable listening mm. to lyrics. Yeah, it's true. Nobody else. Nobody else. They both all three all three bands do it really well. And it's they're all so different. Like, if you could get all three of them in a room, it would just be, like, the biggest train wreck of all time. <laughs> it or it would be the greatest, like, like Africa, like that, that no. li- live aid. No. It would be, like, fucking live aid it would Africa. Be, it would be a fucking disaster. Who knows what it would, it would be? It would be a fucking I don't disaster. know. I don't know. It absolutely would be. I don't know. It would be. All right, well, do, should we wrap this up? What should up, we do? Wrap here? it up. I, okay. I, I will say that Ty... You can clearly tell, and not clearly, but you, you you can you can you can tell his drumming style. He uses a lot of like snares. Mm-hmm. He uses a lot of like snare rolls. He uses a lot of like uh, like like cymbal hits, or like, like 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 uh, ride hits. Yeah, on that on that bell area where it's where it's really high pitched. Mm-hmm. I like his drumming style. I like it in the bullets and octane. I like it in the gutter mouths. I think it's really <laughs> great. I think so too. I think he's a fantastic drummer and. Um, other than that, I think it's just Mark Atkins and Ty. That's it. On this record, at least, definitely. I think overall, I, I, I mean, you could replace any kind of any kind of guitarist or whatever it is, and I, I still think it's it's whatever. Okay. But as far as like drumming goes, I think this is probably my favorite Guttermouth drumming record. I think so too. I feel like Ty has a really interesting way of playing the drums. He has, he's a good songwriter when it comes to the drums and and it shows like in can i borrow some ambition the beginning that it, it's really smooth but it's really fast and clever and he has a lot of really good parts and he can he can transition from like punk rock music to like more halftime and then going into halftime you know he's good at it and he does it well with guttermouth he did it well with bullets and octane and uh, I think he, I like I agree with you. He's a solid drummer. Um, but when it comes to the other instruments, everything else was good, but it doesn't really stand out. I feel yeah. like as much as everything. But then you also mentioned like you could, you could say that about like all the records. But I will say, Shave the Planet has some really really good guitar playing on it. 
it it does. It's honestly some great guitar playing on that that I, record. I I can't think of anything that stands out to me. I think most of that record right stands now. out to me. Like even like a song like Primate Camp. That song is is a very kind it's of like clean picking. It's clean picking, but it's very it's so clean and it's so spot on. But even but li- listen to the chord progression in that song. The chord progression is really it's it's fast, but it's kind of it's weird and kind of off putting a little bit because it. I don't know. There's there's a lot going on on that record. I feel like it's under. (laughs) Pretty fucking glad that I'm not you. I bet you, like, as he sings that live too, he puts his fingers in, I'm not you, you," and then points at the guardians, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. We should have done Shave the Planet, man. That record is something you could really dissect and get into. That's a that's a lyrical one day we'll record. do that album. One day that's we'll a, do that one. That's a lyrical record that we're not. We don't have a big enough following yet where we could say things like that and laugh at that at those type of jokes. I guess I don't know, but anyway, we're doing cover with ants. We're not doing shave the planet. Yeah. We're doing cover with ants. Final thoughts. What do you got, Jeff? This is a fantastic album. This is, this is so good. I, 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 before we do these episodes too, I always think like, oh, this this is like an easy 2.0. And the more we talk about it, the more like insight I get from you, the more we kind of vibe off each other. Yeah. My rankings inevitably go up or down sometimes, like with corn and shit like that. Yours went up to like a perfect rating. <sighs> this album, no, this album's not going to get No, a but that's rating. what corn did with you. That's now you're just being silly. But you know it's true. That's a foolish thing to do. <laughs> 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 but, uh,. This album is fantastic. This album does not showcase Mark's not. ability to. This album does not showcase Mark's ability to be offensively sarcastic. It is not his best by any means. It is not the best kind of uh, melody wise. It's not the best of anything. This is like the 2002 World Champion Anaheim Angels. It's just. <laughs> it's a lot of little things kind of combined to make this album great, right? Okay. And so I th- I think given all that I'm gonna uh, this is this is this is an easy two seven five for me, two point seven five. That's fair. Yeah. That's very fair. Yeah, I'm a solid two point seven five for me. Very very fair. I like that. Yeah, I like where your head's at there. Yeah, that's where it's at. <laughs> all right, final thoughts with me. <laughs> Didn't even need to do that. What? Didn't even need to do that. Didn't even need to do what? That's fine. That's fine. What? You'll, I cleared my throat. You'll hear it in post. It's fine. I cleared my throat. It's what fine. did I do? It's not a big what, what did I do? I do? Deborah wasn't relaxed. What did I do? Relax. What did I do? What did I do? Tell me. I cleared my throat. You know, what no did one, I do? no one, no one ever has done that joke in like the history of man what except joke? for Deborah Wilson on Mad oh, TV. Oh, the what did I do? The what did I do? She did it perfectly. She. Ugh. She's great. God, Mad TV was so good in their, their It was. Mad TV in his prime was better than SNL in his prime. Oh, a hundred percent. One hundred percent. Jeff and I watched quite a few <laughs> Mad TV skits last night, and it was great. I mean, Will Sasso <laughs> is a fucking genius. I haven't laughed that hard in so long. It was Maybe amazing. ever. I don't know. Last night, we there were a lot of laughs. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, final thoughts. Cover with Ants. A truly polished punk record. Uh, it has its downfalls because of that. And like Jeff said, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the most vanilla gutter mouth record and it did go down in my rankings a little bit after this listen and hearing everything else again. And it's still great, but not the best. I'm going to have to give this one a 2.75 as well. 
Okay. Can't give it a perfect, but it's still solid. I still yeah. like all the songs. Not a stinker. You record. would listen to this through and through. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there you go. That's it. That's all. That's it. That's all. This was. This has been a. This has been a long day. A long night. It was we just light spent, when we started, and now it's dark. We literally we just spent four hours podcasting. <laughs> four fucking hours. That's a foolish thing to do. I know this podcast <laughs> is just over an hour, this particular episode, but goddamn, dude, we've done a lot today. We've accomplished a lot, some might say. Yes, we are we are accomplished podcasters. Accomplished assholes, some might say as well. But anyway, that's it. That's all for Asinine Radio. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on <laughs> iTunes. Go follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. And this right here is the greatest music podcast ever. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just talking. Here we just go. Keep talking. All right. Foolish okay. thing to do. Pretty fucking glad I'm not, not you. you. I went on to download most of the stuff legally from Napster and other things, Kazaa and stuff like that. And um, yeah, this was this was like the the one two punch for me for Gutter Mouth was Musical Monty, Musical Mun- Muncy, Mun- Musical Monty, Munson, Woo! Musical Monkey, and Covered with Ants was the one two punch for me. And um, you can always find me at the bottom of a plastic cup. Drowning in drunk sincerity, you sad and lonely girl. Quit crying your eyes out. Quit crying your eyes out, baby. Come on, is this something familiar about me? The past is only the future with the lights on. Quit crying your eyes out, baby. I don't know. There's, there's a lot going on on that record. I feel like it's under. <laughs> Pretty fucking glad that I'm not you. I bet you, like, as he sings that live too, he puts his fingers in, I'm not you, you, and then points at the audience, right? <laughs> <laughs>